Hello and welcome to the Kielder Observatory podcast once again. I'm Ian Brannan, and joining me in a little while will be Director of Astronomy at Kielder, Dan Pye, to update us on the things to be aware of and look out for in the night sky as we're moving towards September. And of course, autumn is approaching and the equinox, and there's lots going on and things that you can see from constellations to planets and maybe the aurora as well. But first of all, we're going to turn the focus on some of our family events that take place at Kielder Observatory. It's not all about late-night stargazing. We have uh, sessions that run even in the daytime for kids, and uh, we call these Young Explorers and Space Kids. And um, we've also got one called Searching for Aliens, which is suitable for the slightly older children, but for the younger ones, do one called Rockets and More, which is the one we're going to focus on mainly, because um, rather than me tell you about what happens in these sessions, I thought it'd be good to hear from the eyes and mouths of uh, one of the children that uh, visited. And I took my own child, Amber, along to experience rockets and more recently. And so without further ado, we'll hear about how Amber's trip to Kielder Observatory went from Amber herself. Here she is. Hello, I'm Amber. I've been to Kielder Observatory with my daddy and learnt about rockets and more. When we were going to the Kielder Observatory, we went up a really long road. When we were driving up, we were looking for planets. What they've done is they've put, in relative distance, signs for the different planets. So you can see how... Starting from here? Yes, yeah, so there's Neptune. Okay. Right, so Kielder Observatory is the sun. So imagine we're travelling from Neptune. So... Parked a car. I'm good. Yeah, this is Amber. Hi, Amber. You're right. Are you excited? This is Dan. He's very good at taking photographs of things. Apparently, I am. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. my photographs are apparently uh, legendary. Legendary. <laughs> I shouldn't say that on there though. Uh, oh, they are. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like I'm bragging no, too much. No, brag. If you don't pick yourself up, who's gonna? <laughs> exactly. Right. Just sit on the back row. Yeah. Side there. Yeah. Wicked. Is this a black hole? We're not in a black hole, no, not yet. We look at space, and what do we use to look at space? Yeah, we use telescopes, exactly right. Now, do you think that telescopes can look through clouds? What do you think? Nod your head, yes or no? A few nods, a few shakes of the head. No, they can't, exactly right. So, we love it when we have blue sky at Kielder, or dark sky, depending on if it's day or night, because we can use our telescopes to look at the sky. Now, what do you think we could see during the daytime? 
It's not even dark over there. What can we see? Yeah, the sun. We can see the sun. Well done. We have telescopes uh, that we can we can adapt to look at the sun safely. What else? There's something else up there right now as well. Think of bright things. Again, go on. Stars. Stars. Yeah, we can. We can sometimes pick out stars. Our telescopes are able to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The moon as well. Yeah, the moon. And anything else? What else? Yeah. The sky. The sky, yeah, that'll do. We watched some movies about space. Space is enormous. So many galaxies and so many stars. The stars can even get bigger than the sun. Some meteorites were even older than the Earth. And they were magnetic. What do you notice about that one? It's What's heavy. it like? It's heavy, isn't it? That's because it's, there's metal in that one, there's iron in it. It's quite, actually, it's magnetic as well. Look at this. You can stick this magnet to it just about. See that? So, magnetic space rocks. Is this one magnetic? It is, yeah. That one will probably be more magnetic. Because this one is So, the, these, these ones here, see these two? These ones have been sliced open so you can see what they're like inside. Look at that. It's a bit sparkly. That one looks a bit sparkly. It's right. so what have you seen? I forgot what they're called. Meteorites. Meteorites. <laughs> I forgot what they're called. The meteorites? What, um, and you, you've had a look at them with the um, magnifying glass. How did they look? Some were big, some were small, some were medium, some were large, some were sparkly, some were dark. So yeah, this bit about the meteorites. Oh, I got to stand on a piece of Mars. Wow! And I went to the toilet. You went to the toilet. And the toilet was like a black hole. If you drop something down it, it went, it vanished like a black hole. Ooh, I'm going down the toilet. This is didn't actually happen. I'm just doing something. Ooh. Oh no, I'm down the toilet. I'm going down the black hole. Wee. <laughs> need no slide. Oh no, I've ended up in the bog. Well, not, not many things managed to escape um, a black hole, um, but we did manage to escape the Kielder toilet, thankfully, and uh, hopefully you will as well. Um, can you remember what else we talked about when we when we went um, up to, to Kielder before we built the rocket? What what were the other things we started looking at? Stars. Yeah. Stars, stars, stars. What you can do if you go to the um, the bottom left hand side, you see these little squares in the corner. Mm -hmm. I want you to tap that, and then you got a few options, right? We we all got tablets. They had stars on them. You could swipe up and down. You could zoom in, zoom out, zoom side to, to the other side, zoom up and zoom down. Try and find uh, Lyra for me. So the one we just saw, the harp. Lyra the harp. Can everyone find that for me? It means you can see all the stars. Some of them are bigger than you. I know I've already said that. Some of them look like animals. Like just geese and stuff like that. And then we went to a main observatory. We walked up a spiral staircase, or not much of a staircase, a ramp. <laughs> I 
You could even look through the telescope and see the sun. This filter is going to let, I don't know exactly, but something like 0.1% of the light go through. That's enough to see the sun. The sun is so bright that this is uh, just enough. And uh, we hopefully are going to be able to see the sunspots. And guess what? The man could twist the room round. And spin it a little bit more. And on this occasion, it's going to be a little bit harder actually to find the sun in the sky. I have to click on it. I have to click on this button and then it tells me, are you sure you know what you're doing? And then I have to say, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's nice. Let's have a look before it disappears. All right, who wants to come and have a look? I saw the sun! Can you see? Of the sun, the sun. taken by the sun. professional telescope. That is in space. So Big orange ball. There. Those spots are exactly the ones you can see, see any spots They might have moved slightly. Yeah. And those little dots that you can see on the surface, can you see those little points? Actually, if you put your hand in front of your other eye, you will probably see it better. Can you see this big orange dish? So that's the sun, and then there are a few little black dots in the middle. Can you see them? Those black dots, they are bigger than the Earth. Absolutely massive. If you were to put the Earth on it, then they would fit the Earth would fit entirely inside those black dots. That's what we call the sunspots. So I know you all think it looks like an orange ball of fire, or maybe a yellow circle, or maybe a yellow circle with light on, but no, it doesn't. It looks like an orange ball with a brown spots on it. Ooh! On my birthday? Hmm? Tell Mummy, a full moon is going to happen on my birthday. You will be able to see the full moon and this full moon will be called the blue moon. Now, it's not going to be actually blue. It will be white, just like all the other full moons. But because it's the second full moon of the, of the month, we call it the blue moon. Can you see? So how old will, will you be in there? Seven. Seven? When I was seven? Uh, I was already into astronomy, but just about. I started actually my journey it? into astronomy when I was six. I saw the total solar eclipse in 1999. I don't know if some of you saw that one. Yes. Basically, oh. the sun disappeared for a few minutes. I didn't look for it. I could see the moon, even though it was daytime. And we made some rockets. A plastic bottle. Okay, and you've been up to the table and you've got some bits to decorate it. So what are you decorating it with? Tin foil. My rocket looks like a, a cone. Like a cone. Have you given it a name? Yes. What's it called? You want to call it Henry VIII? No. No. Which who would you? Which which royal? Which king would you name it after? Elizabeth II. Queen Elizabeth II rocket. Very good. I think that could be a winner. Queen Elizabeth II reigned for a long time. Maybe your rocket will fly for a long time. <laughs> You're so dead silly, Daddy. <laughs> I designed mine with hearts, stars, name, pointy nose, some points on its bum bum, and then... The rocket, the Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth II. <laughs> what happened when I launched the rocket is, well, so they pumped it up, bum, 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 and they did a count from, down from five, and I had to pull the rope, and then it launched up, oh, went away. Okay. 
one. <laughs> oh, and the final rocket. Put air and water in it at the same time. Right, so five, four, Blasted out water! Didn't splash anyone, but it was really good. Hey Kilda, we learned about asteroids, stars, meteorites, and rockets. Guess what? In Russia, an asteroid went down, and guess what? It injured hundreds of people. Sounds like you had a great time then, Amber. Um, do you want to go back? Will be the question. I want to go back again. But not get. I would love to go back again when it's dark and see all the stars. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. To find out more about the various kids' events that are taking place at Kielder Observatory over the coming months, then you can go to kielderobservatory.org. I'm not sure there's too many of the rockets and, and more sessions. That's more of a summer pursuit. Uh, but there's uh, plenty of other things going on as we go through, the obviously, the October half-term and, and towards Christmas and, and things like that. And, of course, the, the night skies ever change. So different events, look out for them though and uh, find the one that suits you best, kielderobservatory.org. Right now, joined by Dan Pye, Director of Astronomy. Um, so Dan, well, let's start by talking about the kids' events because they've been going on throughout the summer. You've got various different ones as we've, we've touched on. Amber there enjoyed her... Uh, her rocket experience, um, particularly, I think, taken. I think she would like to have seen, if anything, more of the more of the the water rockets. Um, that was it. Was certainly a big finish. Um, but um, but yeah, she she enjoyed the experience and did manage to get to see a bit of the sun and a bit of the moon. Um, so that's about as, as much as you can hope for at um, five o'clock on a, on a sunny afternoon, really. Yes, looks like I directed astronomy well that day. You did. It was very well directed. Even though you weren't there, it was still being directed. And this is, you've got the night sky to rearrange single-handedly. Um, so with, with those, um, you know, just talk about the background of these kids' events. Obviously an important part of what Kiel to do. We've, we've heard about yes. what, what, what Amber uh, experienced there in that one. But, and, and these are events that do happen many weekends uh, through the school holidays and, and so on at the earlier times of day. Yeah, pretty much every every Sunday we do a kids event. Um, we transition away from doing the the rocket launches when the weather starts to get a bit ropey. So when we start to get into um, probably the back end of September, or it might even be starting September. Yeah, by the looks of things, from September onwards, we are transitioning over to our winter schedule. So that's uh, searching for stars, in which case we look at constellations and how they're arranged in the sky and how we map the night sky. Um, and we also do our uh, searching for aliens event as well, which is all about um, exoplanets and looking for the type of thing that you would expect to see on an exoplanet if there was potentially life um i think so, you yes. should definitely hide you know some you know these um like alien costumes you can get for halloween like these inflatable <laughs> ones you should get a few of those and like hide them in in the forest and people should uh, go out and see if they can find the aliens That'd well it's funny we did actually we we did actually think about ways that we can make an alien hunt around the observatory so maybe maybe that's going to be a thing for this year maybe we'll mm. uh, we'll install some 
actual physical alien hunt around the observatory, which would be quite exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. I just have this fear of doing it in the forest and then people getting lost forever and (laughs) never coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's something to look forward to, uh, one way or the other. (laughs) Um, So, so, yeah, great. Check check these out anyway. And They they happen earlier in the night, of course, some of the sessions that Kielder do regularly. um, The events may start, well, obviously start a bit earlier as as the night's drawing, but um, sometimes some of the events start 8, 9, 10 o'clock, sometimes 11 or whatever, depending on the time of year. But these obviously yeah. are suitable for kids' bedtimes, um, you know, within reason. If you've got a six, seven year old or around that age, I would imagine um, you'll be all right. Um, looking then at this, you know, you say you're transitioning to the, the winter schedule uh, as such yes. now. The nights are noticeably drawing in a little bit now. It's getting darker earlier, and uh, of course, the night sky is um, becoming active earlier as uh, as a result. And as we move yeah. in towards September, there's, there's a fair bit going on, isn't there? There is, yeah. There's a few things going on. I, I love September, actually, for stargazing. Back end of August into September is always uh, the time of year that I probably enjoy the most after... Um... No, yeah, I, d- I definitely enjoy this time of year the most. In terms of what's available to see in the night sky, it's always nice to see the Milky Way above head. And to be honest, we were talking about this last week. I, I'm very much a fan of... I know we work in an observatory with telescopes, and that's nice. But I like the night sky just to look at as a whole, rather than just looking at it through a telescope. Because... Yeah, I think I think it gives you an idea of scale and scope and vastness to, to, to the universe rather than focusing in on a very specific object. But nevertheless, there is still really cool things to see in the sky at this time of year through a telescope as well. Unfortunately, the hairy eyebrow galaxy has left us now and no, we won't no. see that until next year. So we're going to have to put that on, on the back burner for now. But we do have some other really cool things to see, galaxies and stuff. Our, our nearest galaxy, in fact, the Andromeda Galaxy. It's really good to see it at this time of year. Um, so that's that's a, a, a definite target object. Even with a pair of binoculars, though, if you if you live in a slightly light-polluted area and you think, oh, I'd love to see a galaxy two and a half million light-years away, then just grab a pair of nice binoculars and uh, head outside, surround yourself with some trees, unless you're in central London, and, and give it a blast. See if you can see the Andromeda Galaxy. It's... Um, it's in the constellation of Andromeda, would you believe? Uh, and there's a really cool little trick that I would share with you if this was a visual medium, but it's it's not. So so you might have to just figure that out yourself. Can you uh, act it out through the medium of mime? Uh, <laughs> um, there we go. Right. Okay. <laughs> just do like the uh, remember Tim, Timmy Mallet's uh, whack a day sign. Make that look up, yeah. and uh, you might see yeah. it there. That's a little tip there. Obviously, um, it's, it works better in person, but um, <laughs> that, that luxury. Um, so yeah, and 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 in in and among all that as well. Um, so you get your telescope out. You look for that. Is, is it a W shape? Isn't it? I suppose you'd say of uh, Cassiopeia <coughs> is is what you're looking for. And um, yes. some binoculars, you'll see um, Andromeda there. It's a bit of an oval shape, isn't it? And uh, yeah. if you have something a bit more powerful, you, you're probably going to see a lot more if you can see into the centre there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I, yeah. So you're using yeah Cassiopeia. Um, the right hand side is more like an equilateral triangle of Cassiopeia, and it points towards the Andromeda Galaxy. So if you just kind of follow the the triangle pointing towards 
the next brightest star. You'll probably, if you wander along with your with your uh, binoculars, stumble stumble across a little cloud-looking thing, a little cloud-looking oval. But yeah, through a <clears throat> through a, a more powerful telescope, you'd see it brighter. It's really funny the Andromeda Galaxy because it is actually a huge patch of sky that it covers. It's like six and a half times the width of the full moon. It's a massive, massive patch of sky. It's just it's so far away, and that's what makes it so dim. So when we collect the light, more more light with our telescopes and our binoculars, then we can see it brighter. Now, a good day for this would be the 15th of September. Um, that's when we have the new moon, so no moon in the sky. Um, but that, that follows that. <laughs> yeah, we're done with that one now. But it was a very big one, wasn't it? Because we had uh, it was a blue moon um, on the thirty first of mm. August, which which we heard about in in the piece we did with Amber before, because it was Amber's birthday, the full moon, and um, the second moon. yeah the second full moon of the month. So it was uh, technically a blue moon, certainly. Mm. Um, so was so we were hearing, and um, yeah, also a, a bit of a bit of a big big moon as well for for the time of year and really lighting up the sky which is beautiful to see in its own right but not, not doesn't make things easy for seeing the, the stars around that part of the sky does it it doesn't no i actually walked outside last night and i thought there was like some massive light pollution across the uh, across the south i was thinking what's what's in what's suddenly appeared in the south is there like some event happening with loads of like big floodlights and stuff and then i realized that actually no it was just the moon um it is it is uh, uh, astonishingly bright and the sky looked almost like a dusk sky <laughs> it's quite blue um <clears throat> because of the size of the moon and the brightness of the moon yeah absolutely it was a it's a really cool thing to see but it does prevent us from being able to see everything else um and actually when it's this bright i think it's not a very good time to look at the moon either p- particularly when you're looking at it through a telescope because it's it's just too bright the, and it hurts your eyeball you need to uh, to use a special filter to be able to see the moon comfortably through a telescope mm. when it's this bright so yeah and, and just across from the andromeda galaxy we've got the 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 square of pegasus which um that part of the sky is going to be pretty well lit as well so that's another thing to to look out for just just across there if it was the same pattern of stars really i suppose same part of the sky isn't it to look out for yeah pegasus is a nice constellation as well it's a big 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 square and it's actually upside down um so if you imagine the that's the square is kind of like the shoulders of the of the horse um, and then it doesn't have a back part. It's been chopped in half or whatever. And then there's a head, but it's upside down. Um, so it's like a little arc of stars comes off the bottom right-hand side of the uh, of the constellation of Pegasus, and that's what makes up its head. Lovely stuff. Look out for that. Now, um, p- plenty of planets around this time of year as well, yeah. um, particularly Jupiter and Saturn. They're, they're around throughout and um, are a, a firm <coughs> fixture at this this time of year. But also tell us about Neptune, because that is going to be opposition, meaning it's going to be bright. You're going to need some um, equipment to help you out, a powerful <coughs> telescope if you've got one of those. But it is going to be possible to, to get a good view of Neptune at this time of year, too. Uh, good is probably a, 
<laughs> Good a word I would use lightly <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. It is a good time if you see Neptune. It is at upper, uh, opposition, which means it is it, its closest to point to us for this year. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a, an interesting thing to look at through a telescope. It's really far away. I think that's what you've got to remember when you're looking at these objects is they're not very big in the grand scale of everything. And the distance to this object is just phenomenal. Um, so it's going to look like, even with a really good, powerful telescope, a little blue dot, a little blue hazy dot. Now, I'm pretty sure that I have seen Neptune through the telescope at Kielder. I've not seen much from Kielder because <laughs> it regularly clouds over and rains as soon as I arrive. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that one of the Cursed. few things I... <laughs> It's a bit embarrassing in in some respects of being the uh, you know the host of the podcast, and uh, I've probably um, ha- had the worst luck with whether every time I've been up to the observatory. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one of the things I have seen there is Neptune, and um, mm. you know it, it is it is a very small little dot, but it's 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 you know beautiful thing as well, blue, um, and uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, Obviously, the, the telescope at Kielder much more powerful than most people would have in their gardens, but it, it shows obviously how far away it is. But the nineteenth is uh, is the day. So um, if if you get a clear night and you have got your tickets for Kielder, um, then um, that might be a thing for for your visit. Yeah, and it's uh, to be honest, it's actually a really interesting planet as well. Um, it has one of its more well, actually no, its moon is more interesting than the planet. So the moon, the moon Triton, is is a really cool moon of our solar system because we think that it potentially has been captured by Neptune. So maybe this was a little planetesimal thing in itself. It could have been like a little. A planet that was just lost and then found Neptune and they became friends and then it started to go around Neptune the opposite way to which you would normally find a, a moon going it's got, so it's going opposite to Neptune's uh, spinning um, so I, I can't word that together um, rotation, orbit that's it, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> rotation, yeah, so it's going the opposite way so uh, Neptune's going one way spinning one way and Triton is, is going in the, in the opposite direction mm. just, just for a laugh um, yeah and if you're an early bird, um, there's some planets around then as well. Um, Venus and Mercury also visible but you're going to have to be up uh, with, the, uh, with the postman or the milkman yeah um, greatest eastern or is it western I always forget western or eastern western elongation uh, so it's a higher above the horizon on the morning on the 22nd of of, of September so good time of year to see um, Mercury and to be honest actually you can see Mercury pretty well with a with just the naked eye I, I, I'm always surprised at how bright it actually is uh, when when you see Mercury it's it's very obvious that that, that it's definitely not a star um, so that's a, a definite cool thing to see because we don't get to see it all that often and it's quite difficult to look at with a telescope because you might end up looking at the sun and go blind. Oh, just a, an interesting thing actually on, um, I, I forgot to mention on on Triton. Triton is a volcanic moon. Yeah, yeah, that's my favourite fact about it. Um, and we did a podcast all about volcanoes uh, some, some time ago with Natalie Starkey. Yes, check that one out from a little while ago now. Um, all about volcanoes, volcanic uh, planets and um, exoplanets, and even the moon potentially being uh, a volcano 
um, or raging with volcanoes many, many millions of years ago. But that's a previous episode. Lots of them. Um, The other thing, I guess, is um, we're we're heading into Aurora time as well, aren't we? Which is a very exciting period in in the Northern Hemisphere and um, even hopefully in, uh, in Northumberland. Yep. Um, the equinox is a really good time of year for aurora so that's the time when we get more auroras and there's a few theories as to why that is but i don't think anybody's really decided on exactly why we get more auroras around the equinoxes but we do we get stronger ones um which stand a chance of of course stretching down to northumberland um and that'd be a really good opportunity for us to get some more pictures of i don't know sycamore gap with the aurora in the background because we've never seen that before no not enough of them around no we need 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 more for the collection definitely need more of that no we don't anyway (laughs) other parts of northumberland maybe you could go to (laughs) in which to see it and and parts of county durham as well where we were when we were uh doing the doing the podcast out out in the in the wild west of waskerley um, that's a, a really great place to see the aurora as well because uh, you get a beautiful north view from there you're really high up about 500 meters and you get a really good horizon so it's a, a great place to go aurora hunting of course download the apps aurora watch uk uh, and keep an eye on facebook pages and twitter and all of those kind of places as well just to see if there's some kicking off near you Okay, keep your eyes out, but we're getting into that season again where, I mean, the the Aurora alerts have been going off over the past month or two, um, but of course it's been too light to see anything and it's not been stretching down as far as us. So we're into that zone now um, over the next month or so as we get in towards the the mid part of September, certainly uh, we're in the, uh, the hot zone for the Aurora and um, hopefully we'll be lucky enough to, to catch a show here or there. As we head into September then, as I say, the, the night sky is getting a bit more active now, earlier, so uh, you don't have to stay up until the wee small hours to see stuff going on. Um, let's give some people a, a, a bit of a challenge then, something different to look out for, something to aim for, if they've got bin- bin- uh, binoculars or a telescope uh, or whatever to, to hand. Something to try and find. Your little challenge. Your pie in the sky, Dan Pie. Over to you. <laughs> I would like you to find the constellation of... Camelopardalis. Um, now, Camelopardalis is quite a dim constellation, and it's in between uh, Cassiopeia, Perseus, Lynx, Ursa Major, Ursa Minor. So it's kind of there. They they create the perimeter around this constellation. Actually, it's easiest to find. I've found from Cassiopeia. So if you're looking at Cassiopeia, imagine it as a W shape. Come off the left side of that W and Camelopardalis is in that area just there. And it's a triangle with a stick coming off of it. Now Camelopardalis means uh, camel leopard, uh, which, (laughs) would you believe, which is the name given to giraffe. So this is a giraffe. Uh, constellation and it's actually one of the ones which is a relatively recent named constellation so not one of the ancient ones from 2000 years ago this was a one which was uh, created by a french chap in the 1800s whose name i've completely forgotten um, but it's a really cool constellation to spot um, i i always try and challenge myself to spot it from the dark sky park so i dare say you probably need a really good dark sky to to really spot it i've not tried from a really light polluted area but give it a go see if you can see it take a photograph draw some lines around it see if you can identify it that way and then tag us in it on the social medias 
There you go. So, Camelopardalis is the one. Look out for that one. And uh, we'll see how you get on um, this time next month, and we'll give you another challenge. Uh, but that's about it for this month. Hope you enjoyed it. Of course, to find out more about things that are happening at Kielder Observatory and to book an event of your choice, then uh, there's plenty available for the months ahead. In fact, I think pretty much the most part of the year ahead, there's lots to go at. Uh, online, kielderobservatory.org. See what's available, and then uh, maybe you might want to factor in a bigger break around it. But um, all the details available for all of the events right now kielderobservatory.org and we'll catch you next month on the next episode of the Kielder Observatory podcast goodbye goodbye